Grizz Nation, we are back uh, on a good note, uh, coming back with a W. So that's always a good one, a road win. Uh, but before we go into the, the what we're going to be talking about, uh, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get podcasts at, guys. That greatly helps us out with the algorithms of all those things that I have no clue anything about. Uh, but yeah, rate it, rate, review, and subscribe. You can also rate and re- review and subscribe on the YouTube channel at FCS Fans Nation uh, and check out all the different other podcasts that they have there. Um, and then also just give us a review. It's always, I think we're at like 30, 30 on uh, Apple Podcasts. So uh, keep on getting us those reviews and those five stars. But before we get into the Idaho win, uh, there are some huge things to praise uh, Montana Athletics. Uh, Luke, wh- what did you see the, uh, today? Well, I was, you know, browsing Twitter as I do, or X, whatever you call it. And I noticed that uh, Eric Tabor was posting how the Grizz had one heck of a perfect weekend this weekend. Um, we had, it looks like, two wins for girls' soccer, two wins for volleyball, you know, the big win up in Idaho against number three Idaho. But then uh, Grizz softball had four wins, and then men's tennis swept this weekend. And then cross country, I guess, had some great results too. So um, apparently the Grizz as a whole were just doing a lot of winning this weekend, which is pretty freaking sweet. That is. That is awesome. You know, and, you know, softball coming, their schedule is so weird. Like they don't play a lot of their games until a, a, a lot of the home games until the spring yeah um, and then they have i think they have like a like a mid fall and then a spring season don't they i think so and then like i mean even with i mean the softball in montana you yeah. never know when you might get snow yeah. so the weather could change even in the spring you know it could be april and they could be playing in snow so that's got to make it a little difficult for those girls but um one more reason to get the indoor practice facility too because i'm oh, sure yeah they could I use it too yeah, yeah. Well, when they play in teams that have, uh, when they go to California, those teams, you know, they're, it's softball weather all year long. So yeah. um, it looks like they played uh, North Idaho, or they actually played in Missoula. So North Idaho twice, and they lost to Carroll once. They beat Carroll. They played MSUB twice and beat them. They played Providence, Providence again. So they're. So, so this is just a, a the quick schedule, they're not their actual schedule. So I think they're like little exhibition games, I believe, right. just to get into the kind of the 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 rotation yeah. of the schedule. Yeah. So, but uh, congrats to them. That's 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 amazing. Uh, continue that momentum for the season. So, heck yeah, uh, yeah. Grizz update as well, guys. Uh, if you have not uh, watched some Grizz volleyball, definitely go do that uh, Thursday. Uh, you're going to have to watch them on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, they are in Sacramento, California. They'll play at 8 o'clock Mountain Time. Uh, so definitely go check them out. They, they only have a couple. They've probably got like another month of the schedule left. Um, and they're on a, a road swing. Uh, they'll play Saturday at Portland State. Again, at 8 p.m. Mountain Time, our time. So they're on the road this week. Uh, but soccer is in Missoula this, this their last two games of the season which it, oh, wow. it's just so weird. They have Max. such a yeah, they have such a quick uh schedule. It's crazy. Just because there's not many teams that have in the Big Sky that have soccer. Right. Um so they play Sacramento State in Missoula this Thursday at 3 p.m. Uh so definitely if you're in Missoula go check it out. If not, you got the ESPN Plus app there. Um, and then Sunday, they're at noon is their last you know, regular season game at noon. So definitely go support them. And then they'll just go right into the the Big Sky Tournament, which is in Flagstaff. Oh, it's in Flagstaff. Because it seems yeah. like the last few years it's been down in Northern Colorado. Yeah, yeah. I think they kind of go back and forth. Like last year was in Northern Colorado, and the year before that, I believe, was in Flagstaff. Hmm. Which I, I think yeah. they should – I think High elevation bring... there at Flagstaff. I'm going, geez. Exactly, right? Well, I think that should be like, like Flagstaff will get an advantage. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, flip it. It should be like the uh, 
number one team gets home field advantage, kind of like basketball was way back when. Yeah, that would be that cool. Would be, that would be you know, awesome. Maybe one of those California schools where we know the weather's going to be good. Yeah, that would be oh, – yeah. And Flagstaff, what? They're probably playing – are they playing inside the – Well, that's what I keep wondering if they're playing – we talked about it before, if they're playing in the yeah. Locker Sky Dome or not. I don't know. I but. don't know. They probably aren't, but – Wow. That does seem like a <laughs> yeah. an unfair advantage. It does. It just feels like uh, a little bit, but, you know. Yeah. All right. I don't think I don't think it matters to our girls soccer team. The, no, they're no. they're pretty damn tough, and uh, their head coach, old Christian Navisky, will have them uh, ready to roll. I think. Well, and they've got to win one game, and they'll be regular season Big Sky champions. So oh, nice. They are um, ahead, I believe, like two or one point or one or two points above Portland state. So they've got to win one game. Um, and, and so then if they tie those games, it, it doesn't matter either. So they just can't lose um, the, to Portland state because Portland state's the one that they're battling for the big sky. So, Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Um, uh, men's and women's basketball starts off with their inaugural maroon and silver scrimmage uh, Tuesday, tomorrow. As oh, we're wow. recording this, uh, the women are at five thirty. Uh, the men are at seven o'clock. So, I uh, cool. definitely go support them. Um, I know that the women's team lost one of their their guards, um, Dornaski, who is a uh, All American McDonald's All American selectee. So she'll be out for the for the year. But they've got a lot of talent on that women's basketball team that is reloading and, and has a lot of, a lot yeah. of talent on that team. So I've been hearing a lot of good things and whispers that uh, we may have one heck of a lady Grizz basketball team this year, and they may be able to do some stuff. So I, I think exciting. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, from all accounts, I've been hearing some things about the men's basketball team as well, just being a really good team as well. Um, they've got a lot of things in place where they're coming back as well. So, yeah. Uh, be interesting to see the new the new keys and then see what they can plug in and, and how they can respond. So I love basketball. It's one of my one of my favorite sports. Uh, so I love talking basketball. So well, I know like it was funny when I was a kid growing up in Missoula, we'd always go to the Lady Grizz games. Like that was I mean, that was big in the nineties. They were huge. So oh yeah, that was the a big thing back then. So now, I mean, it seems like both of them just f- help fill that place and do a great job. So I love seeing that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, that's all I got for uh, Grizz updates, but uh, definitely I, go support them. I did look uh, it up. So at NAU, yeah. they do play outside. They don't do play they? in the Walk of Sky Dome. Yep, they play outside. Okay. So, man, that just Lots seems unfair. We got, we got to we got to write the the commission. Thin fresh air. <laughs> Goodness gracious! Uh, yeah, like I said, it won't matter for our girls because they're tough. They don't. They yeah. Don't. They're like, we'll go anywhere and play and beat your ass. And so, they already beat Northern Arizona at Northern yeah. Arizona once this year. So yeah, they know what they're in for. So yep. Well, let's uh let's talk about this game, man. Oh, there was a game this last weekend? I think there was, <laughs> right? I think I think there was a win. Yeah. That game. Holy cow. 23 to 21. What a what a game. What a game of emotions from uh, the first half to the second half to oh my gosh, I mean I think I think when we saw Bobby at the end running and like the, mm-hmm. it was hilarious because the announcer didn't know what was going on. I yeah. think they still thought that we had to snap the ball, but you know they weren't like well obviously watching the play clock, the clock and then he walks out runs out there jumping. <laughs> I've never seen him act like that like, <laughs> publicly. I love raising raising him up. Yeah, they were like you know, I was like oh my god, they carried him off on of his shoulders or something. I was like, <laughs> but it was it was really cool to see the emotions and I think just yeah. I think you know as as much as they were playing it off last week like oh no we're not too you know fired up about last year and stuff. We just they were. They were ready for it. They definitely okay. had a really bad taste in their mouth, and they wanted to show what we could do. And man, just so I, glad we got the W. I know. I, I don't know good. how many texts I got that said, "Who is this? Who 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 is this team? Like seriously, like who is this team?" So, yeah. um, well, totally. so we were texting a little bit during the game. Yeah. Um, and I was getting texts from like 
South Dakota State fans, USD fans. Like there was, yeah. it was amazing how many people were watching that game. Other FCS fans, oh yeah, just to see what the Grizz were and stuff, and and, and like just it was funny listening to some of the questions I was getting about players on our team and stuff. And um, there was a lot of eyes on it. I'd I'd love to hear what the numbers were. I haven't heard. I, I haven't, haven't heard, heard yet either. I'd yet love either. to find out um, what we were at because I, I, I mean, I think it was a pretty highly watched game you got two top teams playing who people you know people know the vandals and they know the grizz and there wasn't a lot of the other big games on right at that time so no, um, and the, the some good numbers off that yeah the animosity between everybody too mm-hmm. uh the fans chanting <laughs> f the grizz and yeah you know our players <laughs> there's a couple photos of us flipping people off and now there's photos <laughs> i've seen them our fans flipping their players off and yeah you know it's the one thing about it, it's like oh my gosh this rivalry feels like it's renewed yeah because uh, it was big back in the 80s uh and 90s and then once you know once idaho left for that fbs it kind of fell off and then we didn't play them again until 2000 where we beat them but um yeah it, it feels like it's renewed the kibbe dome was sold out and i mean i saw the yeah i think it was uh it was sean rainey or kyle hansen that posted that photo of yeah. their student se- section acting like cat fans and i was actually like i if i'm a player i'm fired up right now it's like go ahead oh, yeah. talk talk yeah. all you want and they went yeah. out and i think that motivated guys even more they went out and shut them up oh yeah real quick awesome. yeah well and i i think it backfired they to start the game um I think the Grizz were surprised, and I was surprised too because they deferred to the second half, and they yeah, always that take really the ball. Me. Yeah, yeah, they they always take the ball. Yeah, so. well, and I think once Bobby saw that, you know, he he even said, you know, if, if we won the toss, we knew right then that if we got out on them and just did not let up, that we got a big enough lead. They don't like playing from behind. Yeah, and. You, at the end of the game, you wouldn't think so, but man, alive, uh, tail yeah, two I mean, halves. Their goal is to do kind of what we were doing a little bit. We we're playing the same thing against them, where it's like, yep, grab the ball and just keep your your offense off the field. Yeah, and they'll literally run that play clock down to five seconds in the first in the first half. They do that stuff. So yep. when we get that lead, that definitely helps us. They have to, they have to change their game, and to go down and score like that right away. Just to, they hadn't. They hadn't trailed yet this year. Yeah. So us getting the first score, I mean, even that little thing flips the mindset a little bit. Like, oh, geez. Oh, geez. I'm sure that they, they took the play. ball or went on defense thinking, oh, the Grizz. I mean, they, they weren't respecting us, I don't think. No. They're like, there's no way they're going to score. We'll get the ball back. We'll score. And then at halftime, we'll get the ball back again and score again. So yeah. it was uh, nice seeing the opposite of that in the first half. Yeah. Well, I'm just – I was I was amazed. Just like the the you know, by the second half of the second half up twenty to seven, you yeah. know, up on them. What was it? Thirteen to zero at one point, and then sixteen. I think it was like seventeen uh, six, nothing. Seventeen nothing. Uh, it was it was like holy cow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Let's yeah. keep this going. <laughs> I know. It was like it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> I didn't know what to think. I'm just going. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's just. I, I literally, I didn't sit the whole game. I stood in front of my yeah. TV the whole game. Yeah. We talked about that, didn't we? Just, like <laughs> emotions and like, get this guy. What are you doing? Yeah. You know, just like <laughs> thinking that the players could hear me through the TV at times. <laughs> oh, they can. They definitely yeah. can, right? They definitely can. Right. I like to think that too. Uh, yeah, let's go, go into some stats, man, because there's some stats here that uh, sure. we've got to break down. So um, first downs. Over under, uh, who who do you think won the first downs? Gosh, I'm gonna say us. Idaho, really? And it wasn't even close. They almost doubled us in first downs. Holy cow! Wow, 25, 25 to fifteen. Wow, twenty five to fifteen. Jeez. Yeah, it yeah, didn't you feel that way. I saw, I saw I mean, that and I was like, that's crazy. Definitely in the second half, they were getting a lot more. I mean, a lot more stuff was yeah. rolling their way in the second half. So, yep. Uh, another stat that was crazy, uh, rushing yards, 158 for us, which is a four average, 58 for them, 1.8 average. They were averaging 200-plus yards a game on the ground. Yeah, um, number five, and I can't remember his name offhand. but Anthony Woods. 
Yeah, when I watched the film on him, I mean, he was all over the dang place yeah. in the other games. Yeah. And we basically shut him down. I mean, yeah. he, he was not having a game at all. No. So that was nice to see. Uh, passing yards, we were 176 with a 9.8 average. They were at 336 uh, with a 9 average as well. You know, with that offense, you know that they're just they're going to get their, their passing yards. You just kind of have to contain them. And that's what our, our defense did. It was bend, don't break. Yeah, I kept yelling during the game. Okay, just do the bend, but don't break. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> bend, but don't break. Exactly. Uh, total yardage, 334 for us, five and a half, uh, 5.8 yards average, 394 for them, which they were at about 5.7 average. Uh, penalties, uh, we are, or sorry, not penalties, punting, uh, which was, I think, really a, a stat that was great to see. We were averaging 47.5 yards a punt. Um, we went into this. They didn't punt too many times, but man alive, 42.3 on theirs, which they were averaging like 52. Is good. Like yeah. he, he pinned us a couple times. I was like, dang. Yep. Yeah. Uh, one of the other most important uh, stats as well, possession, right? Uh, we had the ball for 27 minutes and 24 seconds. 18 minutes of that 27 was in the first half. Oh, my gosh. 18 minutes in the wow. first half. Uh, so, you know, that it was a tale of two halves. Yeah, it was. It totally was a tale of two halves. But so that's a big improvement compared to last year. I think last year we had the ball 18 minutes. The 18 whole game minutes. Yeah. Is what it was. So yeah. we, we got 10 more minutes out of it. They had the ball 31-43, and a lot of that was the second half. Yeah. They had the ball a lot. Uh, trying to storm back. Oh, there, there was a lot of possessions that they had the ball and we intercepted them or got a turnover yep. and stuff. And so, yep. you know, that's that's that bend, but don't break again. It's like, yep. okay, we're bending, we're bending, we're bending, and then we get that play. Uh, third down, there we were eight for 14. They were seven of 14. Uh, we we beat them on third down. Awesome. That's right. <laughs> one, one more. So, yep. Fourth down, they were, we were 0 for 1. They were 2 for 4, which they go for fourth down a lot more. Yeah, than they, they do. do. Yeah. Uh, one of the best best stats seven or six sacks for us two sacks for them uh, yeah i i can't i, I want to ask uh mccoy like how his body felt oh, after man. that game he he had been hurting i mean we were getting to him i mean the amount of times that we knocked him down too oh yeah but i mean it's just we were talking about last week people were getting frustrated that we weren't getting sacks right yep. and uc davis well hastings literally was throwing the ball so fast there's no yep. way we can get to him well we get to we get to Idaho and he holds onto the ball and is looking for receivers and there was many times where he had a ton of time because we weren't getting to him yeah and I couldn't see our secondary because they weren't showing it but I'm like you know our secondary is doing a great job out there because he was oh, looking yeah. everywhere to throw it and he couldn't and we're just you know bringing in on him so um, he was running for his life oh yeah like a lot of the like it, he's an amazing player and he he does a really good job of running and keeping the play alive and and finding some yeah. people down the field but my goodness gracious he he, he had to be sore he had oh. to be tired too because he was running all over oh, the yeah. place all over the dang place and he all was all over you know that's for that you know things like that happened where you get that backyard football and he's running yeah. like that and that's where like the dbs can get off their guy because all of a sudden they're not doing regular routes. They're just playing yeah. playground football and they're turning other ways and stuff. And yeah. And then no, old number 80, just, God, he's good. Yeah. I, I guess we'll, we'll talk about that too. Cause three times, I don't know. I, I was just like, don't let him get the I, ball. I'm screaming like, at the TV. We know where he's going to go. Exactly. Put someone in 80, just have him follow him. Like we did. Exactly. With against Eastern Washington when we had that that one really good receiver. Yep. But after the first time, I'm like, okay, Granny, this is your guy. Just stay on him. Like, just stay gonna, on. We can play zone everywhere else, but we're going to yep. man up 80 and just freaking you stay on him. Mm -hmm. But yep. we didn't. And nope. he kept – like my wife was like, it almost cost us the, game. the same spot in the damn end zone every time. <laughs> I was like, I know. It's the same freaking spot. Oh, it's so frustrating. He just walks right to the back of the end zone. And yeah. goes like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's like he's already really good. Don't yeah. let him be that open. It's like, exactly. man, alive. Uh, last last stat, uh, red zone, we're one for two. They're two for three. Um, you know, they had a lot more plays than us just because of that second half. But Well, we had some big plays that didn't count as red zones. Too. Exactly. We yeah. had some huge plays. So yeah. uh, let's go into some stats with just – 
you know, the offense. So Clifton McDowell, 11 for 18, 176, mm-hmm. one touchdown. He had two sacks. There's a, there's a 76 yard uh, pass that he got a lot of that on from mm-hmm. uh, to junior Bergen for that touchdown. That was awesome. Uh, Eli Gilman, 12 carries, 84 yards, averaging about seven yards there. And then junior, five receptions, 118 yards, one touchdown in that long 76-yard mm-hmm. touchdown run. Uh, it was it was great to see. It was great to see us attack and attack and attack and not let up. And I think that the second half, we kind of fell back into that same routine where I just I want to keep on attacking some of yeah. the things that I have questions on, I think we'll get to when we ask some questions, like what questions you have that just some of the, some of the rotations that were in there at, at the times that they were, I have some questions on, but what do you think of the offense, Luke? I mean, again, the tail of two halves, the first half, it was like, you know, what offense is this? We're just, I mean, slicing and dicing and stuff. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I think it was in the first half Clifton makes, that one run, and he, or he was, I think the guy was coming to sack him or something. He stiff arms that guy in the face. It just yep. puts him down. It's like, dang. I mean, <laughs> he's a dog out there, just, I mean, going for it. So, yep. I mean, I, we've got our quarterback, I think. Um, he's, his throwing motion isn't the prettiest, but he's getting the ball to guys, and our receivers are making catches. Yep. And yep. like we talked before, the O line plays hard for yep. him and stuff. Um, speaking of the O line, the yes. Oh my Number goodness. 61, man. So I get a text from a South Dakota State fan that's watching the game. And he goes, I think 61's my new most favorite player. <laughs> right when he drove that guy out of the bounds and his helmet gets flying off. Oh, yeah. Uh, Old McGinnis. And I was like, Yeah, uh, you should have seen him a few weeks ago. I'm pretty sure he learned his lesson because he Ooh. is playing with fire. I mean, he looked like he just helped came on. He looked like a damn Viking out there. Like, oh, just yeah. Take people out. I mean, Whatever they said to him, they have got the fire going in him, and he is out there just playing his butt off. So, oh. uh, clap, bravo to McGinnis, man. You're exactly, you're playing like man. Bull now. I mean, I question that. I wouldn't question it all now, man. You're, he's out there just kicking butt. So, very impressed. And then the rest of our line too. They were. I mean, they're all playing really hard. Um, the yeah. only one I'm worried worried about is Walker. I know he got injured. I I didn't see him come back because I saw them put cannon over there oh yeah side. so i'm not yep. sure uh how hurt he was or his injury on that so i'm hoping it's nothing too bad when he, he, he walked, jogged he walked off. Off. He jogged yeah off, yeah so, so i'm hoping it was just more preventative like hey you know let's take it easy or, or, or something but i don't remember seeing him come back and i didn't see them putting cannon over there on that side so exactly uh, well and overall I, I think go ahead also, I don't think they had a since this is a bye week, they don't have the press conference. No, no, they didn't um, have the presser. So, um, QB yeah. club, no QB club meeting tonight no. either. Um, so I think you know, this is usually a big recruiting week where there are the coaches don't get the week off, they're out recruiting and stuff. And, yeah, um, you know, I'm sure they give a few days off to players so they can rest up and exactly. get treatment and stuff, but um, they'll be practicing this week too, getting ready. Yeah. So but uh, it, I'm glad we're getting the bye week. Are especially man, there's nothing like get giving a bye week after a win. Bye weeks oh, yeah. suck after a loss, but after a win, <laughs> man, it's awesome. And you're exactly you're high life. So, well, and, and you can kind of it, it total that that win totally switches up the, the season. Like oh, we yeah. talked about at the last couple podcasts. Like with yeah. that win, you're in the top ten. I think mm-hmm. we're what. Anywhere between six and we nine. are six in the coaches poll and nine in the media poll. Yep. Um, and other polls, you know, they have us in between, kind of in between there slotted. Um, but you've got two really favored games that you should win. Knock on wood. You at uh, at UNC and uh, no, it's not at UNC. It's it, UNC. Yeah, we're going UNC's home, and then yep. we go to Portland State. Yep. Those are games that we should handle. Um, and then you've got two kind of coin flip games in Sac State and uh, the Kitties. Yeah. Which uh, those two are playing this weekend. Exactly. Uh, the so, MSU goes down to Idaho, goes down, don't they? Goes down, goes down to Sac State this weekend. Oh, is it Sac State? I thought they go yeah. to Idaho. Pretty sure. I thought it was Sac. No, it's – it's. I'm pretty sure it's Sac because uh, – Really? I'm, I'm a, I'll double check here real quick. 
Um, but they both they play both Sac and Idaho on the road. Okay. Like, uh, the cats do. Um, one second here. I'm almost there. Uh, let's see here. Bringing up the Big Sky schedule. Yeah, Montana State at Sac State. Oh, okay. I was worried for a minute because I was text. I texted Andy Thompson earlier today. My friend is the you know the head yeah. coach of Sac, and I was like, "Go beat up on them damn kittens, FTC, to give me a big <laughs> thumbs up." So it was like all Grizz nations, you know, we're we're watching you know this weekend. I don't have another game That's to watch. Awesome. So I'll be watching. That's gonna that be a good game. Oh yeah, it should be Saturday at eight thirty. I'm I I really hope Sac just kicks their ass. So I know that there's there's a group of people out there that are like, oh, let's root for the other Montana team. But yeah, no, 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 uh, hell no. You no. want to root for another fellow Montana guy? Root for Sac State. Their head coach is Andy Thompson yep. played here. Uh, Craig Paulson's on their staff. That we got Montana yep. guys down there. That's who you should be rooting for. And you know, if they go to the pros, I you know after they're done cheering for them. But if they're in in a in other the team down the way. I'm not cheering yeah. for them no matter who they play. Hell, I'm cheering for the other team. I'm cheering. I'm rooting against them, 100. No, like like Cooper Cup, I rooted against him his whole college career. As soon as he got through pros, I'm like, I'm a fan. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. It doesn't matter what they're playing. They could be playing chess. Yeah, you know, whatever. I'm cheering against them, yep. uh, 100. percent So, um, also, uh, I have a question to Sam Murder about the uh, the numbers. So, um, if he gets back to me, I'll. I'll on the, on the, those uh, were. the TV numbers. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, TV yeah. numbers. So, um, but yeah, defense. Holy cow! Holy moly! Uh, some stats for you: nine tackles for loss, yeah. six x, three pa- pass breakups, two interceptions, one f- fumble forced, and one fumble recovered. Um, Man alive, who would you pick to be the defensive player of the game? Man, there's a lot to pick from. Well, and I we we had some accolades today too. Yeah, you know our our uh, our kicker Glasgow got special um, player of the week. Yep, we the team itself is FedEx FCS team of the week. Yep, and then, and then uh, Ryder Meyer Ryder Meyer got defensive player of the week too. Yeah. For me, like I, I, I thought Jenna Carroll had an amazing game with that, especially getting that at the end. Um, at the same time, like the uh, the unsung heroes, like like Alex Gubner, who was held the entire game, um, like egregious. Like the oh, one, yeah. two, I think they called maybe two holding penalties, and it was like, you know, when they showed them, they were so bad that it was like. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they have to throw the flag. I mean, it's just like I don't even know what holding is anymore. But like the fact that he doesn't complain and just keeps rolling up his sleeves and just playing hard is—I mean, because that would get—it gets frustrating when they're just holding and holding and holding. Oh, yeah. He just keeps rolling. But and the reason yeah, why I, that Kale Edwards got got to him that fast was the fact that Governor got like three guys on him. Yeah, he took yeah, on that when point they, when, when they crossed, yeah. he, he took three guys and Kale Edwards is wide open. So That's that's um, why I'm like I mean Gubbs might be my player of the game because he just he's such an unsung hero on the defense right now, taking up blocks for the linebackers. Like that last play when he takes up three guys so that so that Kale can get through and what a yep. great freaking tackle by Kale. I mean, oh, they, yeah. you know, they're like, "Oh, did he throw it forward or something?" No. Oh, no. totally, once they saw, showed the replay, it was yeah. like, no, that's a fumble. For I sure. knew, I knew for the like, right when I saw it, it's like he wasn't trying to throw it; he was trying to run away. No, he was like, "Don't kill me! I'm tired of being yeah. hit." <laughs> exactly. Uh, I would have to. What about you? Uh, who would you? Who would you pick? Uh, I would pick Riley Wilson. Oh yeah. So now he, he doesn't have the numbers, game. but three tackles, one and a half tackles for loss, one and a half sacks, one pass breakup. And you know, one of those QB hurries that he had, he, he forced an interception. Yeah. Well, he had a um, tip for he, an interception too. So yeah. So he was just all over the place. Um, I really I really feel like he's kind of just finding his niche right now. Uh yeah, which he's, is amazing. he's still not playing his best ball. We haven't seen no. that yet. Like no. he's still, like you said, finding his niche and just like I, I, I think there's I think the ceiling's <laughs> way higher for him. He's still yeah. just gaining. Yeah. And he's only a sophomore. So you know, yeah. we've got two more years. 
Um, that that's who I would pick for that. But man, alive, it's it's hard uh, to argue with any of those. I mean, it's yeah, the defense. Play, I mean, they they had their mistakes, but they played very yeah. well. Um, yeah, and did. I think most of their mistakes came when it turned into backyard football, and you know, eighty and and eighty eighty Hayden Hatton, I believe is his name. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just all over the place. And I'm so glad that he was offsides because I was. I, I've got I've got a nickname for him, the Mad Hatter. The Mad Hatter. <laughs> yeah, like I think they need That'd to get, get him in. Right, he's just like all oh. like pulls it out, you know. Um, you know, one guy that we, we were forgetting about this is, and he won uh, Special Teams Player of the Week, but uh, Travis Benham, um, amazing uh, job doing what he did, 47 yards in average um, for punting, but mm-hmm. also Glasgow, which I I thought okay. – I, I put on Twitter that well, Glasgow – text me Glasgow for president? I Glasgow think. for president, man, because uh, two for two for P- PATs, three for – three for three from field goals. And I said it right after he got that 46 yard one. I'm like, Oh my gosh, dude, like seriously, three for three of 40 yeah. plus yards. Well, you know, people were questioning because he missed a few, you know, the weeks yeah. past and this was a get right game for him. I mean, he was on like yeah. his confidence was back and he was yeah. just stroking that ball. It was He's just a freshman guys. He's a freshman. Yeah. Like he's hopefully he's going to be, he's going to be good. Well, look how he like, the kickoffs too. He's pounding that ball through the end. Oh yeah, like, like if really if the coach says like, yeah, we don't want them to return it. No problem. Boom. All right. Through yeah, the kick it out of the. Yeah, I'll just kick it out of the end zone. There was one I thought I was like, did that go through the goalpost? Like I was literally thinking I was like, that was. Oh, cool. it did. It did. Oh, it did. Okay. One of them did. Okay, it was one of them. I was like, told my wife, I was like, did that go? Because I, I couldn't tell. I thought it went through the goalpost possibly. So I, I believe wow. it did. Anyway. I I said that too, and I was like, oh my gosh, I think that went through. Yeah. If if it didn't, it was really really close. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Really close. So uh, I think that those guys did a really good job. I got to give Grayson Pible, um a lot of the credit too with long snapping. Oh, yeah. Um, he doesn't get uh, near the credit as well. Uh, that's that's a tough job. That's, oh, and he's he's been solid. We haven't had has been. snaps over the heads or anything like yep. that. So, I, it's, it's harder than you think. I snapped in high school for a little bit. I remember sailing one over my punter's head and him getting crushed. So, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it's, it's, a, it's a harder job than you think. So, man, the scoring summary, right? Field goal in the first quarter, touchdown in the first quarter. You get a touchdown in the second and a field goal in the second for that first half. Yeah. Um, no one saw that first half coming. No. 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 None of us did. I don't care who you are. No one, no one saw that coming in the whole exactly. nation except for the team themselves. It was like yeah. I didn't, I was hoping we'd just keep it close. And, and, if, and if you actually yeah. said that you probably believe that, there's no way. There's no I don't believe you. Yeah. Because even like us with our maroon goggles on, we were like, "Wow, if they don't play lights out, this could be a risk. yeah." I mean, like the, the like, scores we were picking last week was twenty eight twenty four for me and thirty one yeah. twenty eight. We were right. Okay, we can pull it up. It's gonna be really close, you know. Yeah. In the end, it was pretty close. But I mean, that first half, we were blowing them out of the water. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then that second half, you know, we get a field goal. Man, alive. Uh, it's crazy just how much the second that those two halves drastically changed. Yeah. Um, and that just worries me a little bit because if that game was what five more minutes, it could have probably been a different story. Well, and I think too, though, if it was five more minutes, we play like it feels like we were playing towards the clock, we're trying to run it down. Yeah. If it's five more minutes, I think we have a little bit different play calling rather than just. I mean, we wanted to get that clock running. I can tell it. That's why we're doing yeah. what we did. Um, I still think our third down play was not the best call. Like when we ran that screen play back to the line of scrimmage with Bergen, we understand getting the ball to Bergen, but let's get to the first down marker and then throw the ball. Let's get exactly. to the sticks and then throw it. I just, I didn't agree with that call. I thought it was stupid. Yeah. Um, I, you're not going to get me to agree with it just because. No. Why on third down, you know you need to get to the sticks, throw it back behind and just rely on – I know Bergen's good, but they're going to be swarming him, keying on him. Oh, yeah. Been keying on 80. Yep. So why not get it to someone that had been working all day, throwing it to White or Fonts you know, on these slant routes. Just do yep. that. you know, Or get it to the tight end, Schaefer out there. But make sure they're past the line, not back behind the line, make him work for it. I just – that was – 
The first two play calls I understood because we were wanting to run the clock, but that one I'm like, you have to throw the ball anyways. Why do that? Yeah. I didn't understand that. So, so this is a good, you know, good segment for questions because <laughs> I have a couple of questions here. I know you probably have more, but I know that one was kind of one that I had. But sure, um, my question: Why did we use, you know, the whole game we used Osmo and Gilman, right? And then. I think it was like a crucial third down, or maybe it was a fourth down. I can't remember. But we automatically just like, hey, let's put Harrison. Like, yeah, I didn't understand like, that. Like, I, he's a good back, but if you're wanting short distances, he's probably not the back that we want. Yeah. And just throwing him in cold like that, like well, he only had one carry. That was his only carry when the, of the when game. The announcers who don't know our team at all are questioning it. Yeah. Going, oh, I thought he was kind of like the scat back guy that you know, it's like, yeah, he is, yeah, he is, <laughs> you know. I mean, even like I said, my wife was going, Where's where's Gilman? I go, I don't know, I That's don't good know. question because he's been running great, and yeah. you know, especially like you said, on those short yardage, I'm going, Put Osmore Gilman in, yeah. let them pound the rock, those guys they fall forward, especially Gilman. Oh, yeah. every time he. It's the ball. I don't care what it is. He's always falling forward and getting those extra yards. So yep. just I don't care if you think they're keen on him, put him in because again, it feels like the old line block's a little harder for him too. It just I mean it just I don't know what it is, but man, I I didn't understand that either. That was yeah. another play call that I really had a big question mark. The play calling, uh, another one, short yardage. We have a running quarterback and it's like fourth and one. And we have him in shotgun. Yeah, I didn't understand that. Like, why? I'm yelling at the TV. Get why? under center. Get under yeah. center. I'm like, you're 6'4", 230. Yeah. Like, why are you in he's shotgun? A, he's a big dude out there. Yeah, he is. He is a big human. Yeah. And like I said earlier, when you see him do that stiff arm, yeah, I just went down. I mean, oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Get then earlier there, in the game. Goose, they, they, goose the center yeah. and go. Well, and then earlier in the game, they had Osmo and Gilman as the two back, and then they had him under center. I'm like, why don't you do that again? Like, yeah. seriously, like, I, 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 push, I have those two pushed behind you. Yeah. You know? push, push. And then another question I had two interceptions from the defense. We got zero points off those interceptions. Did we? And I know, yeah. you know, we, we wasted some time. But we didn't get any of those any points off those interceptions. Yeah, that's not good when you're not getting points off in your turnovers. I mean, yeah, those are extra possessions you're getting, especially against a team like Idaho. Yeah, that can score so fast. You um, gotta, you gotta take advantage of those extra possessions that you get. Well, and that's that's weird that you brought that up because I have uh, their scoring. So they have two of their three scoring plays were less than two minutes. Their scoring drives. It's fast. Yeah. And then their other one was like three minutes. So when we talk about how they want to, you know, bleed that clock out, but in that second half, you could tell they were they were speeding oh, yeah. up. And I think they realized too that when they ran tempo, yep. They actually so in the first half where they were not trying to do their their regular game plan, they bleed the clock, bleed the clock. We were able to set up on defense and stop them. Yeah. Obviously. And well, and so, especially when you're you're down, you know, yeah. 17, whatever points, you can't do that. No. And so they start running tempo, and that's when we start struggling. So that's one thing that does worry me going forward is, like, if I'm another coach, like, for SAC or the Kittens or Portland State or in Colorado, I'm going, oh, let's run tempo on offense because that seems to be the one thing that can, you know, stifle our defense a little bit and get us going back on our heels. So hopefully – hopefully it was just this – I mean, it was the second half, so we're a little more tired and stuff, and it's just – this Idaho game, but um, it does seem like we keep figuring. We keep, I feel like we keep getting better every week. Like every we definitely week took a little better. We're taking the step in the right direction. It's yep. not pretty. No, we're pulling off the W's. I mean, yep. we had talked last week that there's four games and we got to try to pull two. So if we, you know, if we lost to Idaho, well, we still have the chance to beat Sacker. Well, guess what? We got two. Yeah, we got yep. that Davis win and that Idaho win. Yep. Now. Take care of business against Northern Colorado and Portland State. Well, then another revenge game against SAC, another revenge game against Montana State, which are both in Missoula. Yep. I mean, man, we have a high ceiling right now. 
I mean, the whole thing is open. And especially, I'm going to throw out this scenario. Yeah. Zach State goes and beats the Cats this weekend. Oh, well, man. Then, guess what? Everybody in the conference has a loss to everybody, yep. you know. So then the conference race is back open again. Yep. And it could damn well come down to the brawl. So there's a whole lot of possibilities out there still right now. Yeah. And, I mean, who knows? It's – uh. Yeah, and Sack's not as good as the the ranked. I don't think they're playing no close to people. I mean, they're yeah. Well, like, they play better at home though, so that's kind yeah. of a, a good thing for them is they play a lot better. At home, they do, but... they do. So hopefully they can pull that off against the kittens this weekend. Yeah, because I think that I don't, I don't keep track of of the kitties uh, schedule, but I think that don't they have Idaho after Sack State? Yeah, I think they go. I think they go to Idaho. Idaho. They go, they go. Well, here, I'll just, I got the whole thing up here. So they go, uh, yeah, they play SAC and then week nine. Let me see what week nine is. Week nine, then they go to, so they go two two weeks on the road. Yeah. That's, that's going to be hard. At, at Moscow. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, you never know. Are they overlooking Idaho? Are they, they could fall at SAC State? Are they, you know, and then they, they get Northern Arizona at home. After that, so you never know. That's an interesting game. Do. And then, and then they get Eastern Washington at home. Jeez, before they play us in the brawl. So they, they they're back into their schedules. Stop. That's hard. That's a hard schedule. Yeah. And ours is too. I mean, ours isn't no slouch, but no, you know. I mean, I am glad that you know next week we play Northern Colorado at home. Yeah. I'd rather play them than somebody else, and then we get sack at home. Before yeah, going on the road to Portland State, you know, yeah, playing in the high school field and then coming back home, <laughs> playing the brawl. Yeah. So, I mean, shoot, our next three of the four games are at home. Three of the four games are at home, which yep. is crazy. You think about Idaho, we just played, they only get four home games all year. Exactly. Which I don't, I don't, I don't Where get that. that. I'm sure I it has to do with the FBS schedule thing or something like that, but. Yeah, that, that's. I mean, could you imagine what Grizz fans would be saying if we only had four home games? But the only thing is, is that that doesn't make any sense because what you have, what eight, you have probably eight conference games, right? Yeah. Usually half of those are home, right? Well, so like, let's. I'm gonna look at their schedule real quick because we got because that, that that doesn't make any sense because like four. That's probably all all they the played- conference games. In week one, I don't play Lamar on the road. Jeez. And then week two, they go to Nevada. At Cal. Week three, they go to Cal. Week four, they're finally home where they play Sac State, and they beat Sac State 36-27. Week five, they're on the road at Eastern Washington. Jeez. Wow. Week six, they were on the road at Cal Poly. Week seven, they get beat by Montana at home, which was awesome, 23-21. Next week, they're off like us. Okay. Week nine, they get the cats at home. Yep. Week 10, they're at Northern Colorado. Week 11, they're at Weber State. Uh, week 12, which Weber wants any way to make their, their oh season up, they're going to win the games like that. And then week 12, they get Idaho State at home. So they've got the, the Idaho's got the road. The favorable road, favorable schedule. Even though Idaho State, that that's a rivalry game. That's going to be yeah. And I Idaho State playing be. better ball. I mean, yeah. I I caught the end of that game this weekend where they ended up pulling it off against Eastern. Oh yeah, yeah, twenty-one so, nine, un, yeah. un, unanswered points. So yeah, yeah. I mean, they were down big and came back yeah. twenty yeah. Yeah, twenty-seven or whatever. Well, that was that was huge. So I mean, I'm an Idaho State fan right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And one one more question I had. Sure. Uh, we continue to struggle at the end of the game with the ball in our hands. Like yeah. I, I don't like. And this is, this is for anyone out there. Um, hit us back. What do we do? Like, the, it, it's not just a one-time, two-time thing. It's been every, every game. single game. We're relying on the defense, and we give the ball uh, they, back. They, they step up and they get it back. <laughs> Exactly. Again, I couldn't believe uh, it when we did it again. Yeah. Sack fumble, pick up. I mean, it was like, yeah. 
you gotta be this you gotta be kidding me this is just crazy but yeah every week it's having that way and it shouldn't be like to your no. point we should take that offense that we have in the first half and yep. continue it in the second half quit it feels like we're changing the playbook to go okay let's do let's do bobby ball now and melt this clock out and just get out yeah of here. yeah man stay aggressive go win exactly. i mean the guys are playing great let them keep playing yeah, We're fifty on them. You know who, who cares? It's like doing the, the the whole prevent thing. Yeah, on your on your defense with your offense. It's like you're, you're putting one hand behind their back. Like, yeah. don't do that. I mean, thank thank goodness our defense just plays balls to the walls twenty four seven all the time out there. Because um, if they didn't, you know, other teams probably wouldn't have gotten that sack fumble and recovered the football. But those guys are just playing with their hair on fire out there, which is awesome. Well, and that's that's what's happened in the the playoffs, though, is that we rely so much on our defense that by the time the playoffs come around, our guys are nicked up, mm-hmm. our guys are tired, yeah. and I think it really weighs on our defense. Where you're not looking at the same defense when you get into the playoffs than you did in the middle of the year, and I think we've got to switch that up. We've yeah. got something where if we want to make some deep runs, we've got to get our defense off. Yeah, we need to do like we did in the, basically replicate the first half and do it the second half in, into a full four quarters. We just yep. need to replicate that in for full four quarters. And man, we, we're gonna be hard to stop if we can do that. Yeah, we still haven't come close to playing the perfect game. No, you no, know, um, that first half was pretty close to a, I mean, almost a perfect half. We kind of, yeah. you know, it wasn't perfect, perfect, but it was close. You replicate that twice. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. Sky's the limit for us. So, uh, and ultimately, ultimately, you mess up on three plays basically, mm-hmm. where we leave the Mad Hatter um, yeah. alone in the back of the end zone, wide ass open. Yeah, you don't want to leave. Yeah. You don't. You don't. You don't get those. So it, it'll totally change the ball game. So, but crazy. To your point too with that def- our defense and everybody working so hard. The bye didn't come. This is a perfect time for a bye. Oh yeah. After a huge win like this. We know guys are banged up. Yep. Get them the rest they need. Get them the treatment, and then come back. And instead of having, you know, some huge game again, not that every game is not big. At least it's Northern Colorado at home. We're playing in the confines of Washington Grizzly Stadium, playing against a team that has been playing pretty good ball. Yep, They're playing teams close, so they we're are, playing are. hard. We can't just look past them. But I'd rather be playing them than having, you know, Sack coming in right away this next week. So, yeah, I would too. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough game. I, I I wouldn't put it past Northern Colorado to to make it a close game because they could, they very well could. Like like everyone says, is is the Montana on their schedule is their Super Bowl, right? That they, they, they would they would love to make Montana look bad. Oh yeah, and so um, you just have to you have to look at it that way, yeah. and I'm sure they especially, will. Especially now that we're sixth in the nation in the Coastal yeah. Bowl. It's like the evil empire's back, and everybody yep. wants to knock us off because there's there's nothing people love more. It seems like out there, if you're not a Montana fan, than watching us do bad or stub our toe or fall down. Yep. Yeah, I mean, even we we beat this a great team in Idaho, and the BS stuff you see out <laughs> online, and like people just like, oh, Idaho, and it's like, man, we won. We went out we there won. and beat the team that no one said we were going to beat. So shut up. You and know, my was, thing is, is that, you know, Idaho without their trophy, the, the Stein, you know, cause they paraded that around all year. And you well, look at uh, what they did online. They, they paraded that, that thing around. Like it was, you know, a piece of gold. The same thing. Well, I wonder if maybe that's why Old Hauk did his little dance and running out there like he did because of the parading around. Now, the one thing I will say is right after the game, I, I was, I wish we had QB Club this week because I want to ask Hauk about it. Him and Eck talked for quite a while. Like oh, yeah, Eck is. had a lot to say to him, and it didn't seem like it was yep. malice. No, or it, like like it, was it seemed like they were having a good conversation. Um, yep. So I, I'm just curious. I'm like, gosh, I wish I could have heard what they were saying. But uh, oh, yeah. yeah, we've had, I mean, a lot of pictures I noticed and stuff. Um, I uh, saw Trajan Cotton actually posted a picture of the, 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 the Stein on the bus afterwards. And so I hit him up on 
uh, Instagram. I said, hey, is there anything in it? Because as I said last time, there was a little note for us in it. And he said, I don't think so. Not that I know of this time. So um, oh, if there was. I think, I think so, Levi had it when, the, when they were on the field. And there was a ton of stuff in it. There, there was stuff I, in it, yeah. The, there the was stuff in it. Off. It looked like they broke it almost or something. I think the top just popped off. Yeah. But, yeah, it looked like there was stuff in it. But according to Trajan, there was nothing bad in it. So Bad in it. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, but, yeah, that's I, – I, I, other than the defense playing great, the three times that we missed the Mad Hatter in the back of the end zone um, – and then, see, this is a question I have for Idaho, right? That two-point conversion, what were they thinking? Yeah, I don't know. It, it almost like, felt like they overthought that. Yeah. Why Why have Hatton throw, try to throw the ball there? I, I mean, I'm glad I they did that. I was oh, like, I'm sure. Yeah, me too. Play. But, uh, yeah, I didn't understand at all what the hell they were thinking. Like, I didn't either. Like, they, yeah. what, was, what they were doing was totally working. Um, why do something that takes way too much time? Yeah. And yeah, I, I did not get that, but, uh, all I care is that we got the win yeah. and, uh, we got a bye this week, which I don't know what I'm going to do without, I'll probably watch some FCS, um, football. Yeah. Well, like <laughs> you said, not... we can watch, uh, the Sac State. He'll be take down the cats if you want. There you go. I don't know if I can watch this, the, the kitty, so. No, yeah, I can watch him if Sacks pounded on him. So. There you go. There you go. I can so, do that too. Uh, I did want to throw out this. So earlier tonight, I found out a little piece of history that I did not know about with the little Brown Stein. Okay. Um, so there's a picture online of uh, Dennis Murphy, who's one of our old uh, head head of the, the training staff, with the Stein. Okay. Uh, and so Gary Hughes, who used to be a big part of the University of Montana, and a lot of people will know him, Gary, out there, posted below that. He said, I'm going to just read it word for word. He said, let's give former Grizz football coach Larry Donovan a big thank you. Uh, he found the little brown stein created by Missoula sports writer in 1938 in the storage room in the Adams Fieldhouse. Larry had it restored with silver letters representing Montana and yellow for Idaho. Thanks, Coach Donovan. So wow. for years, that thing was in the storage locker in the Adams Center. And I think they were playing back and forth and no one even knew about it. And oh, he, wow. Or they forgot about it, must have thought it was lost. And Larry Donovan found it apparently and had it restored. And that's when it came about again. So that's just, crazy. I thought that was a pretty cool little tidbit of history that huh. most of us don't know. But uh, I mean, Gary Hughes' ties back to the University of Montana are, are huge. I mean, he's been there forever. Um, and in the Missoula community. So just shout out to Gary for that cool little tidbit that uh, he posted tonight on that. So that's awesome. That's definitely awesome. Uh, Sam Herter got back to me. He said, oh. uh, not yet, but it should come out tomorrow. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so if you guys are waiting for those numbers, uh, definitely check out tomorrow. Um, we had a we couple. Can always, we can always bring them up next week too. Exactly. Exactly. Um, we had a couple questions. I saw some on Twitter. Yeah, we had some on Twitter. Oh, I should write them down so I don't have to look for them. <laughs> uh, MT Dizzo, uh, I was thinking the same thing. Oh, but that's a good one down here. Sorry. Corey, um, I have a question. Does McDowell have another year of eligibility with UM after this season? When he transferred here, I thought I read somewhere that he had two years of eligibility left. When I look at the roster bio on his Go Grizz website, it says he's a senior. Um, I heard right. that as I heard yeah. that as well. My understanding is it does say senior, but he does have one more year of eligibility left. Yeah, because um, why they have senior down too, I'm not sure. But my understanding is he does have one left because of the COVID year. The COVID year, so, yeah. So we could have him for one more after this. Yeah, I, I do believe that's true. But I think it's going to be up to him if he wants to play another year or not, you know, because the other thing we see a lot too with mm -hmm. these seventh year seniors, you know, um, that they're tired of going to school. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, especially if you've, you know, you're getting a little beat up and stuff, but it's just, we'll see. It's up to him because I, last year towards the end of the year, uh, I don't know if a lot of people remember this, Governor ran out with the seniors. 
yeah. uh, on senior day. Uh, he was considering not coming back, possibly, and then decided to come back. So, because yeah. he could graduate. So, there's well, a, lot I think, of, a lot of those kids that are in that kind of tipping point where they could or couldn't. So, I think with, with uh, McDowell, you know, being one of the guys, you know, this is his first time starting yeah. um, in college. So, being able to almost like, hey, if I do well, you know, maybe I'll be one of the guys. Maybe, well, I think that might allure him to come back. He definitely is. If you look after the game, he's got he's taking pictures with the Stein with the players and stuff. Yeah. Watch watch during the game. Watch how the O line responds to him. Watch how yeah. the other players respond to him and how he commands it. I mean, it's you can tell he's now the leader on offense. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was complaining, I was like, we need someone. Someone when it was back between him and Midlack to be that Sneed yeah. and do that and. Again, where I really saw that was that one game where his helmet pops off at the end. And he comes up, and he's just full of fire. I was like, okay, that's the guy. That's yep. what we need on offense to get this team fired up, playing hard. And I think he finally grabbed that's going with it. And it's nice to see the coaching staff rolling with it too, because I really think it brings a sense of balance to the offense when you have that specific leader and you're not kind of bouncing around still, not without uh, a defined leadership on the O. So. Um, I'm excited to see where this just keeps going because it's, I think it's just going to keep getting better and better. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Bridger asking for a friend. Do you use paper towels, Kleenex, or your shirt to wipe up tears of joy? <laughs> for me, it's like a shirt. I'm pulling uh, up. I'm standing in front of the TV as the tears are rolling down. I'm wiping them up. Heck yeah. You're not crying like a baby after we beat the cats this year. You're not wasting time to go get a Kleenex. You're no. just like using no. your shirt, man. Yeah. Maybe if oh, I was man. old, I'd had a handkerchief or something. I'd bring up the handkerchief, but it's it's just the shirt, and it's not the sleeve. I'm going, I'm going, showing the gut, bringing the gut, you know, <laughs> on the shirt up, <laughs> wiping up the tears. Awesome. Uh, Bridger also says, uh, also just an observation. Seems like we would, or we could be snowballing to some good momentum and confidence to end the season. Seems very reminiscent of Grizz teams in the past. Yeah. Lots of uh, lots to work on, but things really are starting to click. And I totally, totally agree because you look at those those earlier 2000 teams, like 2007 and 2008. Like they had they had some big sky games that were were rough, mm-hmm. um, that were really 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 tight. Um, yeah. And so uh, I, I think that we're on the we're, we're doing well. We don't want to you know take a step back by any means we're going to keep on going forward uh but there are some some things that i see that are good yeah i think he's right on i mean that's bobby's mo is yep we want to be playing our best football by the time we hit november and right now we're on that upward you know ever since the nau game we were kind of started you know on that upward uh, trend we're yeah. playing better and better each week so I, I we very well could see more better football as we as we go on here yeah did you see and i think i sent it to you <laughs> the facebook thing that i sent you is that the one on ndsu <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man i'm gonna like i forgot like what it would look like but uh oh so it's, it's it's a lot of people have seen this it's a family guy sketch with may yeah. where she's yep. like you guys always act like you're better than me well they have meg as as the bison Yep. And then sitting down in their tuxes is uh, the Jacks, the Yotes, and the UND fighting sewer, fighting Hawks, <laughs> however you want to call them. So. Oh, man. I just like, because I like I was going through uh, the Twitter or X or whatever it's called. And uh, the Jacks are number one, uh, South Dakota's number four, and UND's number nine. And then there's NDSU at 15. Like they broke some type of a record that I read online, like like 170 yeah. some polls or something in the top 10. Yeah, they uh, I was like, people were asking that today. When was the last time NDSU wasn't in the top 10? Yeah, um, I, I don't, I mean, yeah, they lost to UND this weekend. I still think NDSU is probably a top 10 team. I don't, think oh, I think so too. I, I wouldn't want to face them. Uh, yeah, they're still, they're still a darn fine football team, yeah, and come playoff time i hope they're on the other side of the bracket so yeah oh sorry i was reading something that just huh 
says, I miss the new waiver being passed, but a big deal here. The FCS playoff games no longer count toward the four-game redshirt rule. Huh. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, that was just um, posted one hour ago from Sam Herter. Oh, wow. So that, that changes so. things because in the past – that four game thing, you know, included the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Well, if they eliminate that, that's huge. Uh, yeah. Especially if you have injury or something like that's just for us, you know, we had that Utah Tech game where we played Iverson, which I still don't know why we did that. Yeah. Um, but now knowing that we could play him in the playoffs if we needed him or something, I mean, yep. that guy's talented and yeah. Holy cow. I mean, like, just like, hey, here's more weapon than we could have, especially if there's injuries or something. So, that's that's huge. That that's huge. crazy. Yeah, just nice job. You know, watching the Twitterverse and getting <laughs> breaking news here on the podcast. I know, right? Right. I was I just like clicked <laughs> off because I was like looking through our questions and it just yeah. came up and I'm like, so I had nothing to do with it, but I had to. Sorry, I had that's to cool. read that. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, well, um, that could be huge for for that a lot could of be huge, sure. huge, huge, huge. Um, anything else? Like, guys, we'll probably have. Um, we're gonna preview next week. Uh, northern colorado uh with a special guest um so yeah. make sure you uh, tune in for that and we'll we'll get you all cut up with that but uh we'll have questions and we'll put those out as on sunday usually on egris and on twitter as well if you guys have questions um but we'll preview northern colorado next week on that short week feels weird not previewing a team but man yeah. if we don't we're, we're gonna be like <laughs> I was so, trying to see if – I thought there was another question under there, but I – I, I couldn't find any. Okay. But you might you might find one more than uh, – No, I think these are some older ones, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome to see, like, all the different posts, though, like, from, like – there's a lot of players were fired up about this because they're all reposting stuff and yeah. throwing things out there. And then to finally get some accolades, too, for our, our players that are playing hard, that just is going to – that's just going to build their confidence. Um yeah, I'm just so glad that we're starting to get stuff like that and rolling out there. So yeah, um, so. definitely, definitely something that uh, is well deserved and and should be talked about. But uh, it's nice to see after a big win, the media actually give props. Yeah. To Grizz. <laughs> there's some uh, <laughs> there's some Grizz fans that were getting into it with. Oh the- yeah. Craig Haley and um, and Sam Herter today and Big Mac. Uh, well, Kyle Sample was. Yeah, and Sample's a huge Grizz fan. He's a former reporter too. So like, some of the things he was talking about, like, he wasn't he wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. And <laughs> no, the thing was he was calling them out on it, and they were getting all defensive and pissed off. And Kyle was right. Yeah. So um, if you want a nice little read of some banter back and forth, go find Kyle Sample or. Brian McLaughlin or Sam Herter or Craig Haley, and they were all just going back and forth today. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Kind of wild. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. I just read one that Kyle. Yeah. They, yeah. Uh, they, they, they really Craig did. Haley. <laughs> yeah. but it, they, the thing is, is like the national sports writers are giving us props today. Like they, yeah. they put us back up there. They're putting us in the play. Like uh, I saw Sam posted one today, I think, of some playoff seating. And he's got the Grizz as a, as a six seed right now. Oh wow! So I was I was like, whoa, you know. So people look at that winning against Idaho is not just you know, yeah, another easy an easy win or something. They the Idaho was a good team, yep. and for us to do that on the road, I mean, two ranked wins on the road back to back. Who'd have thought? When was the last time that happened? I I think I, was, I can't remember a back to back. Um ranked wins. Someone put it out there. I think someone looked it up and it was in the mid 2000s I want to say. It was the okay. last time we did that. Um earlier mid 2000s. So it's it's been a while. That's nuts. Been a while. That's nuts. Yeah. So definitely we're on the right track. We get some guys healthy um and and just keep on grinding, keep on making those steps forward and not taking steps backwards. So I think we'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to see what the future holds for the Montana Grizzlies. That's right. Well, guys, uh, remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, we look forward to talking sports uh, each and every week. Um, I, I just 
really appreciate everyone listening and taking the time. Uh, we love to hear from you. So get a hold of us either on Twitter at Fido Montana or on Instagram at Fido Montana or find uh, Luke or both of us on Facebook as well. Um, but uh, spread the word about the podcast and keep Take on care. listening and tell your friends and family and uh, keep on listening, man. Yeah, it was funny. Last week, I had a few people comment. They're like, man, you're pretty pumped up. I think the Grizz can win. I'm like, yeah, darn right we do. We think they can win. <laughs> it's going to happen. And now that it did, man, it just like it feels even better. It's so great. Like, just, God, that feels good to beat, beat oh, Idaho really? and bring that Stein back. I mean, just I'm so happy for the team to bring that yeah. Stein back home and put it back in the coach's office. And now, now we got one more trophy we need to bring back and put it back in the – in its rightful spot. Exactly. One more. One more. That that would be awesome. Oh man. The year and all the sweeps. Oh yeah. The revenge tour. The revenge tour. Heck yeah. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, guys, we will see you next week and uh go Grizz. Go Grizz.